When you don't control yourself and you allow your stress to get too severe, you actually diminish your capacity for self-control and your capacity to manage your stress in the future. That's Dr. Travis Bradbury. And this is The Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Tuesday. Thank you so much for tuning in with me today as we have a brand new featured speaker discussing the importance of emotional intelligence. And emotional intelligence is having the ability to handle your emotions in a positive and a constructive way. So he's going to talk more about that as well as share the three biggest factors that are holding us back from achieving great emotional intelligence. Here's Dr. Travis Bradbury. Enjoy. So my three silver bullets that, that apply to, to, to most people, the first of which is to get your stress under control. This is a way you can increase your EQ. Now, let me explain. We all know that stress is bad. It compromises the immune system. It's linked to heart disease, obesity, depression. It is uh, bad, bad news. But stress and the anxiety associated with it are absolutely necessary emotions. They're necessary sensations. Intermittent mild stress It doesn't just motivate us to act. It actually entices the brain to create cells that are responsible for improved memory. And that's why you see with moderate levels or modern amounts of stress and managed stress, you see people in optimal performance. Without it, they're in depression, boredom land. But when you don't get it under control and you go over into meltdown land or where you're feeling really, really stressed, that actually causes degeneration in the area of the brain responsible for self-control. So when you, it's a vicious cycle. When you don't control yourself and you allow your stress to get too severe, you actually diminish your capacity for self-control and your capacity to manage your stress in the future. What you need are you need techniques that you can utilize when your stress is elevated so that you can bring things back down. These are simple things, things you're probably aware of, like um, breathing exercises, going for a walk, taking a break from your work. Um, Some of them are very, very small and powerful. A a study that I really like was conducted at UC Davis, and they taught people to cultivate an attitude of gratitude. All they did in this study, they had a control group, and then this other group, they had a reminder in their calendar where a couple of times a day they would pause and think about something they were grateful for. People who did that experienced a 23% reduction in the stress hormone cortisol just by pausing for a moment during their day to think about something they were grateful for. Point being, it brings your stress level back down. It makes it intermediate, mild. Um, I write about this stuff on LinkedIn. If anyone's interested in more self-management strategies, you can can follow me there. Believe me, I beat it to death. I I go into great depth. But you need the second silver bullet. And this is the one that uh, is a tough one for a lot of people, and that's to get your sleep hygiene under control. Now, 
We all know, sure, we need more sleep. The average amount of sleep that people need is seven to nine hours. Um, 50% of Americans don't get enough sleep. And this is because the reason sleep is so critical to your emotional intelligence is when you're awake, toxic proteins build up in your brain. This is a byproduct of normal neuronal activity. So you have these toxic proteins build up and they impair your ability to think. They impair your self-control. They make you grouchy. They make you impulsive. And it's why you feel so crappy when you pull an all-nighter or you sleep three hours or your, your kid gets you up 14 times in the night to, um, to tuck him in. And these toxic proteins are still around because your brain can only remove them adequately when you're getting A, enough sleep, and sufficient quality sleep. And this is the kicker. You may not be able to get more sleep. You have kids, you have job, you have demands, but you can clean up your sleep hygiene and you can improve the quality of your sleep. So uh, some of you aren't motivated yet to do this. So I'm gonna motivate you right now. <laughs> Beyond the impaired cognitive function and diminished emotional control that comes with not enough sleep, when you don't sleep enough, you get more stressed. So your body overproduces the stress hormone cortisol and you get fatter. So when you don't sleep enough, it slows your metabolism and you get hungrier because your body overproduces uh, ghrelin, the, the um, hormone that stimulates appetite. It also underproduces the hormone leptin, which makes you feel full. So you have less tendency to feel full, your metabolism is slowed down, and you're hungrier. And that's what happens when you don't get enough sleep. So here's what you can do to, to clean up your sleep hygiene. Don't take anything before bed that helps you sleep. This is the big, the, the big tricker. Trick, a couple glasses of wine, um, a Valium, NyQuil, anything that helps you get to sleep, you feel that pressure to get to sleep, is not allowing your body to move through the natural sleep stages that allow you to get your sleep, um, high quality sleep. So you're better off going cold turkey and allowing your body to sleep naturally. Another very, very big one is no blue light in the evening. Here's how this works. Sunlight in the morning is high in blue wavelength light. And it's great. It, it, it halts melatonin production, which makes you sleepy. It tells your body it's morning time and you're awake. And afternoon, in the afternoon hours, sunlight is increasingly orange. You see that nice orange-red sunset. Well, that blue light goes away. Your body starts producing melatonin. And it's preparing you for sunset. So when you get home from work and you open up your laptop or you put your, your iPad in your face, these devices are very high in blue wavelength light. They bathe your brain in, in blue wavelength light. And so it halts melatonin production. It tells your body to be alert, your brain to be alert and awake. And when you finally do fall asleep, first of all, it'll limit your ability to get there. But when you finally do fall asleep, you don't get as deep and high quality sleep. So no blue light in the evening. And if I haven't sufficiently um, pissed you all off, let me get to <laughs> my third silver bullet. And that's get your caffeine intake under control. Okay, caffeine, uh, it, it, it stimulates the fight or flight hormone. So, it, which is great if, if a saber-toothed tiger is chasing you on the way to work. Otherwise, if you drink a triple latte and you go into a meeting and someone says something stupid, not so good. Fight or flight hormone is going to make you react. So, it's not that you don't need to, you, you can't drink any caffeine. It's, it's, it's understanding how it influences your behavior. Now, that's in the moment, but it also wraps back to this sleep thing. Because caffeine has a really, really long half-life. It has a six-hour half-life. And that means it takes 24 hours for caffeine to no longer be biologically active in your system. If you have that grande coffee at 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon and you want to go to bed at 10, you still have 50% of it 
running around in your system telling you to stay awake. And if you're one of these folks that says, well, I can, I can drink black coffee and go right to bed, well, guess what? Remember, remember this slide? It influences the quality of your sleep. It doesn't allow you to sleep deeply. So my advice is understand how caffeine impacts your behavior. And more importantly, no caffeine after noon. That'll allow enough of it to get out of your system so you can get that high-quality sleep. And you can show up to work the next day um, sufficiently uh, rested and calm and, and ready to have those, those crucial conversations. Big thanks to Dr. Travis Bradbury for stopping by. I got this clip from YouTube. It is entitled Emotional Intelligence, Travis Bradbury. And if you'd like to connect with him, you can go on LinkedIn and type in Dr. Travis Bradbury, where he has over 2.5 million followers on that platform. And his newest book is entitled Emotional Intelligence Habits. And his most popular book to date is entitled Emotional Intelligence 2.0. All right. That is a wrap for me. As always, I appreciate you. I hope you have an emotional, intelligent rest of your day. And I will see you back here tomorrow. So until then, stay strong. Later.